It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's show, a recap of the latest World Junior Games and which prospects have stood out, featuring another great upset and a Conor Bedard performance for the ages. All coming up on Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, I break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh. I'm a scout and prospect analyst across multiple platforms, including this one. And on today's show, we're going to be reviewing the last two dates of World Juniors action. First and foremost... Uh, we're going to look at uh, Slovakia's impressive win against Team USA and what led to that upset. Then in our second segment, we're going to be breaking down the four games that took place on Tuesday briefly, uh, including wins from Finland, Sweden, Switzerland, and Czechia. And then finally, we'll check out Connor Bedard's world-class performance in Canada's thrashing of the German team in yesterday's game and the highlights of that matchup. Now, before we get into any of that, just remember to like and subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube and to follow along on your favorite podcasting platform and make us your first listen of the day. It's always very much appreciated. Now, let's get right into it with USA versus Slovakia. Now, this was a weird game for USA. A lot of their players were off their game, and ultimately, that's what cost them the loss. But I want to start with the breakdown of the score. So, so Slovakia opened the scoring in this game, and it all started with a smart pass from Simon Niemets uh, heading out of his own zone. Uh, he found Adams Linka, who was skating up the ice. He took it in the defensive zone, um, skated it all the way into the offensive zone that laid it off for Libor Niemets, who actually isn't related to Simon Niemets in any way. Um, and he walked down the left flank, he took a shot, and then more importantly, he followed up his shot with a net drive, and he potted in his own rebound to make it one nothing for Slovakia two minutes into the game. Then USA countered with two goals. First, Tyler Boucher of the Ottawa Senators. He goes to the net and gets a rebound with a wide-open cage on the power play. And then Lane Hudson of the Montreal Canadiens, he put a smart wrister towards the net. Um, it was a perfect height for Gavin Brindley to tip it, uh, in the high slot over Adam Gayon's shoulder. Uh, Gayon was the um, netminder for Slovakia. So he tips it over his shoulder and the 2023 NHL draft eligible um, makes it 2-1 for USA heading into the first intermission. At that point, it seemed like USA had it in the bag. It seemed like they had control of this game, but Slovakia got a power play after Lane Hudson took a bad penalty. Um, Servak Petrovsky, who was a six-round pick of the Minnesota Wild, uh, outworked him down low to a loose puck, and then uh, Hudson hooked him. Um, in front of the referee, it was very difficult to miss if you're a ref, and uh, he went off for two minutes. And on that Slovak power play, there's a certain someone called Dalibor Dvorsky who you just can't allow to shoot um, in, in, you know, especially with space. So he did a really great job of freeing himself. He moved around really well in the, on the man advantage. He switched with his teammates and was confusing the U.S. penalty kill uh, with his movement. He got the puck in the high slot. Um, and more importantly, he took a moment before shooting. Um, he sort of delayed with the puck, and that's something he does really well. Uh, but yeah, he used Charlie Stramel as a screen, and then he was able to wrist it easily past Caden Umberico. Um, so yeah, that 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 idea of outweighting his opponents is something that's really common in Dvorsky's shot. Um, he took a moment, didn't really flinch or anything like that. He just sort of held the stick on his on, in his hip pocket, 
um, waited for either the goalie or the or, or the center in front of him, Charlie Stramel, to flinch, um, and then benefited from that in order to shoot it perfectly. And just like that, it was two two um, tied. And then later on. Uh, in that same period, Robert Bako, who is a third-pair defenseman for Slovakia in this tournament, he skates right into the offensive zone. He drives the right flank, and the right-handed defenseman uh, shoots it over Emberico's shoulder short side to make a 3-2 for Slovakia. Um, a quite straightforward goal where he just walked into the offensive zone and shot it. Um, but then quickly after that, Philip Meshar, first-round pick of the Habs in 2022, he walks into a pass in the high slot, and he gets a lucky bounce. He was trying to to, to create a shot pass. Um, he was trying to sort of shoot it off his teammate's stick for a deflection, but it deflected off a uh, an opposing uh, defender's stick and went right in the top corner. Well, it, it kind of squeezed past Caden Umberico. Uh, into the top corner and just like that it was 4-2 and Slovakia had a two goal lead at that point now at that point that's when the panic sets in the Americans try to ramp up the physicality to respond but Kenny Connors a fourth round pick of the Los Angeles Kings in 2022 uh, he took that way too seriously and went for a clear boarding penalty on David Natney of the uh, Slovakian team after the puck was long gone I mean he had a good two seconds in order to, to let off, but he went through the, with the motion. The defenseman was far enough from the boards that it was just an obvious penalty. That was a five-minute major and a game of conduct and an ejection for Connors. So the Americans are stuck defending four on five for five minutes when they need two goals. It's not ideal at all. Um, the Slovaks don't score on the five-minute power play, but uh, Peter Repchik takes advantage of Luke Hughes getting too aggressive offensively. Luke Hughes was meant to be the best defender on that team. Um, I've, I saw a lot of, of iffy stuff from him defensively in this game, and that was a prime example. He got too aggressive offensively. He was trying to create a goal for his team, uh, and Repchik goes on a breakaway the other way. Kaden Barrico makes a great save for USA. Then Luke Hughes, who's backchecking hard in order to keep up with play, it goes off his skate and right into the back of the net. And just like that, it was 5 2 for the Slovaks. Um, now, Tyler Boucher scored on the power play to make it 5 3 and give some hope for this team. And then Team USA even paired Luke Hughes and Lane Hudson, their, their two best offensive defensemen, to try to create something and get another goal. But it was too little, too late. And the Slovaks even added an empty netter to make sure of that to make the game 6 3 and to uh, finalize the win. Now, the main strategy that won Slovakia the game um, this time around was Slovakia was spending very little time in their own zone. Um, they w- There were some offensive sequences where USA was able to set up or was able to you know, get passes around, get shots on net, get rebounds. But as soon as Slovakia got the puck, um, their defensemen were really, really good at, at uh, feathering passes to their forwards and helping them get out of the zone really quickly. Um, and that way they were able to do a lot of damage on the rush uh, and and keep Team USA as far away from their net as possible. So that was something that Slovakia did really, really well in this game. That's uh, that's kind of a, a playbook that could work for other teams and could work for them against other teams uh, moving forward in this tournament. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, the standouts for Slovakia, first and foremost, Simon Yemets had a tremendous game. I don't think there's a more composed and calm defender in this uh, tournament than he is. I mean, I-, I tweeted this. You can follow me on Twitter for some takes on, on these prospects, but... Simon Yemets, um, he could face a rhino head on and not flinch, and you would just sort of take a step to the right and be okay. He's that calm, he's that composed, he's that sort of nonchalant in this game, and it's really impressive to see the amount of smart short passes that he made. Um, you know, those kinds of things are really, really impressive from him. 
Um, another player who performed really well for Slovakia for me is Servak Petrovsky. Petrovsky uh, was a, a late round pick, a sixth round pick of the Minnesota Wild, and I mean, he was he was in my top 50. I really, really liked this prospect, and I was super shocked to see him slip that low. He's got pace. He's got intelligence, especially. He's a really good manipulator. He, he's a great playmaker. He's got a decent shot. I mean, I thought he had a well-rounded offensive toolkit and a lot of mental tools to go with that, but somehow he slipped. Uh, two draft eligibles for me who performed really well in uh, this game. Maxim Stravak, uh, who's a defenseman for Slovakia, played really, really well. Super mobile, really good at um, you know feathering passes to his teammates. Um, he's able to manipulate and deceive his, his opponents. It's, it's a lot of smart stuff from him. And Alex Chernik, I think, had a great engine in this game. He was relentless. He was all over the ice. Um, making plays defensively, offensively. I really liked his game. For USA, there are a couple, but not as much, of course. Um, Logan Cooley was uh, solid in this game. I thought he was the best player for Team USA, uh, creating a lot with his pace, with his playmaking, um, pushing you know, offensively a lot. He almost scored a Forsberg one-hander uh, on, on a partial break. Uh, he was all over the ice. Jimmy Snuggerud as well, who was his, his line mate, was really good at crashing the net, doing the small things right. Uh, he's got a very mature game. I talked about it last episode. Uh, some, something this, something really impressive about his game. Then Gavin Brindley, uh, 2023 NHL draft eligible. I thought had a great game. He scored a goal, um, played great in all three zones, was trusted on the penalty kill, uh, saw a lot of different situations, but I really like the pace, intensity, and skill with which he plays, it's something really promising. And I'm starting to think that he might be a top 15 pick uh, in my first round. Uh, so we'll see when January comes around, around and this tournament goes on, but he's up there in the discussion. I just also want to mention pretty much the whole defense core for USA, other than Sean Barons and Ryan Chesley, struggled a lot, especially Lane Hudson, especially Luke Hughes. They had a lot of awful moments defensively, so just wanted to mention that as well. But that's it for our first segment and the breakdown of Team USA's uh, loss against Slovakia. Now we're going to go into the overview of Tuesday's games. There are four of them to go through. We're going to get to it right after these messages. Do you like betting? BetOnline.net is your number one source for any wager that interests you. From the NFL to the NBA to the MLB and even NCAA football, UFC, golf, anything you like, they have you covered. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game on their website or app. They're, of course, a great source for all of your sports wagering information. With live betting, so you can keep up with bets as they unfold. Uh, they've got up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so moving on to our next segment, we're going to be breaking down four uh, games that were played on Tuesday. Uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about Finland versus Slovakia. That was a solid game that ended 5-2 in favor of Finland. Um, Joachim Kamel was really solid in this one, the National Predators' first-round pick from this last draft. He scored a one-timer from the high slot to put Finland up 2-1 in the game and then got an assist on an insane solo effort by Oliver Kapanen. He, uh, walked, he, he skated down the right side of the ice, uh, put it under the defenseman stick for Slovakia and and skated around him picked it up near the the goal mouth but uh, he went for a wraparound which went in it was a really really good goal um, and uh, Brad Lambert also scored his first of the tournament from a very weird angle 
uh, sort of seeing eye shot that made his way through Patrick Andersick as he was skating down the right side as a right-handed shooter. He was able to sort of snipe it over the shoulder of Andersick, uh, you know, closing down on the offensive zone. Uh, it's also worth mentioning Oliver Kapanen had two points in this game. He had an assist on another goal, so that was really impressive from him. I think Kapanen and Kamel really had the best games for, for Finland versus Slovakia. And for Slovakia, I think a player who really impressed me was uh, Peter Repchik. Um, Repchik plays for the Charlottetown Islanders in the QMJHL. He was passed over in last year's draft. He's going to be available for this one. He scored two goals in this game, uh, played really well, um, contributed well on the power play, especially I like the way he moved pucks around. I like the way he uses he used the shooting threat. That was something that was really impressive from him. But moving on from that game to our next, uh, Sweden versus Germany. Now, this was a surprisingly tight game. It ended 1-0 for Sweden. Um, and Autumn Engstrom, a Montreal Canadiens third-round pick in 2022, had the sole goal of that game with about 20 seconds left in the third period. That was the only goal scored in uh, the game overall. It was a point shot that sort of squeaked through the German netminder, and it was assisted by Philip Bistet of the San Jose Sharks, um, a first-round pick of theirs in this past draft. Bistet had a really, really good game. He, he had seven of his team's 44 shots on goal. Um, was all over the ice, was making plays defensively, was connecting with his teammates offensively, um, but especially he was sort of trying to f- to, to put a finish on plays, uh, was taking a lot of shots on goal. That was something that I liked to see from him. Uh, and for me, both goalies stole the show uh, in this game. Nikita Kwab for Germany especially was really outstanding. He saved a penalty shot from Fabian Lucell of the Boston Bruins. He was solid in the crease for Germany throughout this game. Um, but also a, a shout out to Carl Lindbaum, who played a really, really good game for uh, Sweden. Didn't have to make as many saves, obviously, as um, as, as Nikita Kwab, but he played a really good game. I was impressed with what I saw from him. Moving on to Latvia versus Switzerland. Now, this was a shootout win for Switzerland against Latvia. They won it 3-2 in the shootout. So the first goal of the game was a pretty simple. Brian Zanetti of Switzerland put a shot on the net. Uh, Louis Robin hopped on the rebound and uh, put it into the back of the net. Uh, to make it 1-1, though, Gustavs Ozelinch, who had a great game, he streaks into the offensive zone uh, as a defenseman. He curls back and then drops it to Don Slokmelis, who was a fourth-round pick of the Boston Bruins. Um, and Lokmelis takes a shot and then goes to the net, gets his own rebound, and then he outweights uh, the Swiss netminder to tie it up, uh, sort of left it on his forehand and skated around the netminder to, to tuck it in. That was a really good goal. Um, and then Ozelinch also got an assist on the 2-1 goal for Latvia, so he had two points on each of the two goals of Latvia in this game. And then with the empty net and two minutes on the clock, Rodwin Dionicio takes a point shot from for Switzerland. He gets a pass off his teammate and then just winds it up and slaps it into the top corner to tie the game up with a couple of minutes left. Um, just shoots it right through the Latvia netminder. Great job from him. Then in the shootout, both teams went scoreless after five rounds of shots. Um, and after the fifth round, shooters are allowed to, sh- to go again as many times as they want. So first and foremost, Attilio Biasca, who scored the overtime winner for Switzerland against Finland. Um, he goes again for a second turn at the start of the sixth round. He scores. Donsluk Mellis, same thing, his second opportunity, he scores as well. And then Lee Reichel scores on his second attempt right after that. And then the Swiss netminder stops Durrell's Dukurs of Latvia to win the game for Switzerland 3-2 in overtime. 
Then finally, I want to mention one last game. Czechia uh, went away with a win. They had a 9-0 thrashing of the Austrians. Now, Czechia had 47 shots in this game. Do you want to guess how many Austria had in three periods? Are you done guessing? They had eight shots. Eight shots in a whole game. That's just ridiculous. Yeri Kulic, first and foremost, was the star for Czechia in this game. He got a hat trick. His speed and skill were just too much to handle for the Austrian defenders. They could really do nothing with what he had. He was able to skate around him multiple times, get into the offensive zone. He was wreaking havoc defensively. He was the main reason why Austria was sort of limited to eight shots. They were um, they were having trouble getting past him when, when trying to skate up the offensive zone. He was really, really uh, hermetic in the neutral zone and was putting in second and third efforts in the offensive zone to keep plays alive for Czechia there. Um, another player who played extremely well for me for Czechia was uh, Stanislav Svozil. Uh, of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He continues to have the tournament of his life so far. He's, he had three assists in this game. He was everywhere in this game, and he looked really, really dominant, um, contributing offensively, contributing defensively. Uh, he just looks like a star uh, for, for Czechia in this tournament. And moving on to Thomas Suchanik, the netminder for Czechia. He got a shutout in this game and two assists. It, it doesn't get much better than that for a netminder. On top of that, he only had to make eight stops. So that speaks to the amount of, of quality um, that the Czech defenders and the, the, the defensive forwards on Czechia had to, to provide. Um, but just the fact that a goalie got two assists in a game, that's an extreme, that's an extreme rarity uh, at any level. So that was, that was pretty fun to see from Suchanik. Um, a couple other prospects who played really well. David Spacek, I think, had a great game. Um, for he was a fifth round pick of the Minnesota Wild in this past draft. He had a goal and two assists in this game. Uh, Edward Schale, who uh, is a 2023 NHL draft eligible, he had two primary assists in this game, including one on the power play. Played really well, moved to, moved pucks around really well. His intelligence is solid, uh, and it's just more and more obvious with each viewing I get of him. Um, and then finally, Matias Apovalov, I think, had a great game. He's a second-round pick of the Vegas Golden Knights in this past draft. Uh, got two assists in this game. Uh, was really good at connecting with his teammates. He was making the simple plays, um, you know, with consistency. Uh, he's the type of guy who's consistently going to find his teammates all over the ice. And on top of that, he has a great shot. Um, so he's able to contribute uh, a couple points that way, either by scoring or by shooting for rebounds, that kind of thing. Uh, really good shot selection from Shapovalov. But that's it for a second segment, the overview of the four games from Tuesday. Now we're going to go into yesterday's game uh, between Canada and Germany and Connor Bedard's outstanding performance in that game right after these messages. So let me paint a picture for you. You're hanging out with your friends. You're watching the World Junior Championship, having a blast. You're putting back a couple of drinks, uh, you know, and as the evening goes on, you know, a few drinks become too many. And then you think of calling for a ride. But, you know, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not that big of a deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? You know, and even so, what's the worst that could happen? You know, your insurance goes up. You lose your license. Lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However... That still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. It's to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. If It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. 
All right. So to finish off, I wanted to 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 end this on a really great topic. Um, Team Canada is the most star-studded roster uh, in this tournament, and it was extremely evident in this game against Germany. Uh, they just ran away with this game. Uh, Connor Bedard had an amazing performance. And before we get into the game itself and what happened, I just want to mention what was announced before the game. So it was announced that Dylan Gunther and Connor Bedard were going to switch places for Team Canada on the roster. Uh, in the lineup, and then the same for Joshua Hua and Adam Fantilli. So the forward lines looked like this. First line was Dylan Gunther, Shane Wright, and Brandon Othman. Second line was Joshua Hua, Connor Bedard, and Logan Stankoven. And I mentioned on Twitter how excited I was about seeing those three together, Hua, Bedard, and Stankoven. Um, and I was right. Uh, but the third line was Zach Dean, Adam Fantilli, and Nathan Gauthier. Um I was kind of surprised to see Adam Fantilli get demoted, but honestly... You know, with the way Joshua Hua had been playing recently, it was kind of obvious that if you were going to give a player a promotion, it was going to be him. So Fantilli drops down with Dean and Gaucher on that third line. And then the fourth line was kind of, a, it was kind of four players, actually. Uh, Kaden Bankier, Zach Osipchuk, Reed Schaefer, and Colton Dock exchanged positions um, on that fourth line for Team Canada. So the game ended 11-2 for Canada, which is kind of what you expect when Canada goes up against a team like Germany. But the start of the game didn't look like it would go this way at all. I mean, of course, Dylan Gunther scores on the power play uh, off a great passing play for Team Canada to put, to make it one nothing. Um, Olin Seliger makes a great play in the defensive zone to break out the puck uh, and get rid of his four checker. Um, he uh, breaks into the offensive zone. He lays it off to Shane Wright. He gets it back from Wright, and then Seliger is able to find Connor Bedard in the slot, and then. Connor Bedard is able to find uh, Dylan Gunther really easily at the goal mouth on the left side for a one-timer. Gunther doesn't miss those um, that easily. It's one nothing. But then Germany ties it, and you're so you start thinking, "Oh God, this is a team that gave Sweden a rough time just yesterday." Canada's coming off a bad loss against Czechia. Is this happening? Is this possible? But not to worry, two minutes later, and a German defender puts it into his own net after a Shane Wright shot, and it is 2-1 Canada. Then before the first period ends, Joshua Hua picks off a puck uh, along the boards and creates a puck battle. And he's so good along the boards with his physicality that he's easily able to outmuscle the German players, uh, pick up the puck and play it to Logan Stankoven in the middle of the ice. And he fires a, a one-touch pass right to Connor Bedard for a breakaway and Bedard's money on breakaways he's not missing those so he makes it 3-1 heading into the first intermission now if you're if you're sort of losing track of the Bedard point counter he's up to two right now uh for the moment after one period uh then the second period starts Logan Stankoven takes a shot from the left half wall it goes wide um but then as it's as it's bouncing off the boards towards the goalie the goalie goes to put his mitt on it and the defenseman goes to swat it away at the same time defenseman misses the puck and swats his goalie's hand away and the puck just trickles toward Connor Bedard who's all alone in front he's able to just tap it in really easily um for his third point of the night second goal and it's 4-1 Canada at the midway point of the second, though, um, Connor Bedard gets a pass at the right circle from Olin Zellweger on the power play. Uh, he just unleashes a perfect shot right in the top corner uh, with his trademark wrister uh, for a, his hat-trick goal and his fourth point of the night uh, to make it 5-1 Canada. Um, th- then the worst happens for Germany. I mean, they're already struggling in this game. They're down by three. And then Rayan Betahar, who's known in the WHL with Swift Current for taking questionable hits all the time, um, he gets Adam Fantilli in the head. So it's a five-minute major, and he gets ejected from the game. And giving this Canadian team, especially the first unit of the of their power play, a five-minute major 
um, five minute man advantage. I mean, it's just a death sentence. So at the very start of that power play, Bedard gets a primary assist on a cross ice pass to Dylan Gunther, who one times it six one Canada. Bedard's got three goals and two assists at that point, and we're not even through with the second period. Then later on, uh, Brant Clark scored off a uh, pass from Adam Fantilli a minute later to make it seven one. And then Dylan Gunther, again, a copy-paste of that 6-1 goal. He gets a cross-ice pass from Connor Bedard, who, gritted, who did a great job of looking off his pass. He was looking at the net the whole time, pretending he was going to shoot. Um, did that that trademark curl and drag movement that he that he uses to shoot, and then just uh, wired it to the, to the left of him to a wide-open Dylan Gunther, uh, 8-1 Canada, with Connor Bedard earning a sixth point of the game. Logan Stankoven then scores like 30 seconds later, uh, for the fourth goal of that same power play, and it's 9-1 for Canada. Then at the start of the third period, Zach Osipchuk scored to make it 10-1 for Canada, about you know a couple a minute or two after the end of that five-minute power play. And then finally, Joshua Roy scores to make it 11-1. He streaks into the offensive zone, makes a move to the inside, and slaps it past the netminder with Connor Bedard picking up yet another assist. Uh, so he was up to three goals and four assists for seven points in that game. Um, Germany would score on the power play near the end of the game to make it 11-2, but honestly, it doesn't matter at that point. And uh, Connor Bedard and Team Canada run away with this game. Now, I just want to remind you all that Connor Bedard doesn't turn 18 until next July. So he's available for um, he's available for next year's World Juniors and the one after. He's definitely not making it to either, though. He's going to be in the NHL, but it just speaks to how to the amount of talent of this kid. Um, I, I know it's Germany. I, I know that you know it's not the strongest opponent and all that, but who else earned seven points in this game but Connor Bedard? It just speaks to the amount of talent that he has that he's dominating this team uh, and and you know leaving his mark historically on a team that genuinely has all the firepower in the world i think without Connor bedard canada would still be fine i mean they've got that much firepower on their team it's outstanding so for the standouts for this game obviously first and foremost is Connor bedard but i've spoken enough about what he did in this game so i just want to say that honestly whoever tries to question a spot at first overall in this 2023 draft is needs to shake their head and needs a reality check i mean this is a generational prospect and adam fantilli's on the same team the guy who's supposedly gonna compete with him for that first overall spot he's nowhere near having the impact that Connor Bedard has. And I know it's just a tournament and it doesn't speak to uh, anything else outside of that, but you just, you can compare the two in terms of their skill sets and just see how much more dominant Connor Bedard is on the puck. Um, there's a solid argument for how good Fantilli is off the puck, how good he is physically along the boards, all that, but every level of his skill set, you know, puck skills uh, in terms of shooting, playmaking, uh, stick handling, all that Bedard is, just in his own stratosphere, not just compared to Fantilli, compared to anyone in this tournament. Then moving on to Logan Stankoven, he was all over the ice. He was insanely good in this game. Uh, great plays all over the ice. He was intense. He was re- he was relentless in the offensive zone. He could have earned so many more goals or, or points in this game. He just needed a bit more finishing, but his, his stick handling especially was outstanding in this game. I've already spoken of his relentlessness and all that, but... Uh, his stick handling was really solid in this one. And shout out to both of these guys' line mate, Joshua Hua, who was the best physical player in this game. He won so many board battles. He made so many smart plays all over the ice. Um, his coach, Dennis Williams, called him a jack-of-all-trades, and it was certainly obvious in this game. Next up is Dylan Gunther. He scored a hat-trick in this game and didn't even get any hats. I mean, everyone had thrown theirs already on the ice when Connor Bedard scored his third of the game. So 
Uh, this kind of speaks to the fact that, I mean, yes, all three goals were primarily assisted by Connor Bedard, but that doesn't speak to the amount of talent that Gunther brought in this game. Um, he was a really good finisher. He showed off how, how good of a goal scorer he is and uh, overall made some good plays uh, in terms of playmaking as well. And then finally, I want to mention the Brand Clark Olin Zellweger duo, which was absolutely dominant in this game. Zellweger was outstanding in transition, was consistently finding passing lanes. Brand Clark had such a solid finishing touch on each play. He was moving all over the ice in the offensive zone and and creating offense that way, walking the blue line, all that. Those two really complemented each other well. Um, offensively, they were just creating so much for Canada and helping them so much in terms of um, you know getting the the, the the goal scoring that they got in this game. That's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you very much for watching. If you like what you've been watching, uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you like what you've been listening to, make sure to check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms and make us your first listen of the day. It's always very much appreciated. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. They've got all your news and updates on all your favorite sports. Uh, they'll make sure that you're the smartest person at your uh, water cooler at lunch uh, while you're talking to your colleagues or um, at school if you're in studies, any of that. They've got you covered. They'll make sure that you sound as smart as possible. This has been Locked On NHL Prospects with Hattie Kalakesh, and I hope you tune in next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.